Welcome to the Amazing Women Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kotman, and today's guest is Monique Adamudia. Monique is the owner of Dragon Digital Marketing. She's a marketing expert, and she's got lots of interesting things to say. And today's episode is going to be just a little different as I've broken it up into smaller pieces so you can listen to the part that's of interest to you. The first thing I asked her was, can you define what digital marketing is? How would you define digital marketing? Yeah, so digital marketing is leveraging digital media and technology, technical devices to market your business. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean online marketing. So there's offline digital marketing and online digital marketing. Most digital marketing is online. Think about your email marketing, your podcast, um, your YouTube channel, social media marketing, your website, all of that. And uh, examples for offline digital marketing will be like TV marketing, radio marketing, uh, billboards, for example, they're digital. Think like Times Square, New York City, things like that. It's it's digital, but it's um, not necessarily online or if you order um, at the restaurant with like an iPad or at, at those terminals that they have at McDonald's sometimes, things like that. So all of that is digital and it's still marketing, but it's not online and it doesn't involve the internet. So let's talk a minute about, well, about social media, because that's part of digital marketing. Right. And, and, um, you know, depending on your involvement and often your age, you have a different viewpoint on social, social, right? And then some people spend all day on Twitter and other people never, ever look at it and everything in between. So what's, what's the latest, greatest, what's the, you know, as a business person, I want to market my podcast. I want to market other things I'm doing. And I want to go after an audience that's say thirty to sixty. Just pick it to pick a range, right? Yes. What would be my platform of choice to start with? Yeah. Um, it really depends on the industry and what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve in general. You could say it also depends on the gender a little bit. In general, Twitter has a little bit of an older audience. So Twitter would be a nice platform, like you've already mentioned. Uh, Twitter um, has an you know, a larger amount of professional people on there. So a lot of Twitter users are over 30. Um, A lot of them are college educated. They're very interested in what's going on, what's happening in the news, also politically a lot. Twitter is a very political platform. Um, It's text-based, so you don't have to worry about the, you know, visual and things like that as much as on other platforms like Instagram. So that would be great. Um, If your target audience is women, specifically Pinterest would be great because Pinterest is primarily used by women. I think like two thirds to 70 something uh, percent of Pinterest users are women. Um, And they're also in their thirties around that age a lot. So that will be a good platform. Facebook still is a good platform, especially for, uh, you know, older audiences. They're more active on Facebook. Younger people are still on Facebook. They keep their profiles, but they're just not as active as they used to be. Then it also depends on your budget. Um, Do you basically, are you dependent on the organic reach of a platform a lot and you do not have the marketing dollars to pay to reach your audience on a platform and things like that? So yeah, those I think will be, and then YouTube is really for everybody, depending on the content that you create. Um, if you're doing, you know, 
um, educational videos and how-to videos, or if you're doing like pure entertainment content on there. So it really depends. You have to analyze your audience, but there are some indicators that indicate it's you know, one platform is is better than the other. Um, And then for younger audiences, which I typically would not recommend for an audience between 30 and 60 years old would be like Snapchat and TikTok and things like that. So those are really trending right now and predominantly used uh, by younger people. And Instagram is mixed uh, depending on your niche, I would say it's for, it's for younger or older people. So that also depends. At this point, I decided to dig a little deeper. So I asked her, tell me about the changes in social media these days. I know it changes hourly, but there are trends. And I was curious to see what are the latest trends and how can we make the most of them? Here's a couple of things I've heard recently. Maybe you can confirm or explain them to me. First, Instagram recently announced that they are really a video platform now, not a square picture platform, which to me says, sure, post your pictures, but what we really want now are short videos. And that's what people are looking for. Yeah. Uh, is, would you find, is that true? Is that pretty much how yes, it's Yes, everybody is pushing videos right now, especially short videos, because that's where the trend is heading towards. That's why TikTok saw a huge success in recent years. It's all about those short videos. On YouTube, the same thing, YouTube shorts. Uh, they're really pushing short video content. Instagram pushes reels and stories as well, and IGTV, things like that. So you see a better reach there if you go uh, with the trend and you create video mm-hmm. content. So that's the trend where it's going. So what's uh, Facebook short? is doing the same thing. That's why they've basically oh. killed the reach of YouTube videos on Facebook. If you post a YouTube link on Facebook, you'll get close to zero views because they're trying to become a video platform as well and push that. And they have like a whole feed just for videos now, like a Facebook video feed. I think you've seen that. It's been there for a while, but that's where the trend goes. People love short video content and short content in general. So the attention spans are shrinking and shrinking (laughs) um, more and more. It's definitely true. Another thing that's really important that you have to consider when you're picking the social platforms that you want to be on to promote your business is the intent. Because it could be that your audience is hanging out on a certain social media platform, but they're not looking to get updates from brands or businesses on there. And they're just looking to be entertained or, you know, stay connected with their friends and family, catch up with other things, but they're just not open to receive the kind of information and content that uh, you create and that you put out there. So you have to sure. consider that as well. It really so- takes a deeper audience analysis to Give a give you a definitive like, yeah, answer right. there. Again, right? it depends, but uh, I yeah. get that. You know, if you're looking for a, a recipe, you want to make a cake, you want a recipe or a dinner, you don't go on LinkedIn, right? You go on Pinterest. Yes. If you're looking for a job, you don't go on Pinterest. You go on LinkedIn. And if you're looking just to connect with your grandkids, well, then you just pick whatever platform you like. That's not so important. Although I imagine the grandparents are probably more on Facebook than anything. Yes, probably. Yeah. So, what's considered a short video? Anything under a minute. So anything under 60 seconds, 60 seconds or less is considered a short video. And that's what's trending. Now, oftentimes, the people who, uh, how do I put this? 
Well, I've known a few wealthy people in my day, and, and some of them are stock market investors, and they always say, I, I'm a contrarian. You know, when, the, when everybody's going left, I'm going right. And that's where the money is. At first, you don't do well, but eventually, that's where you're going to exponentially increase your, your investment. If you go with the crowd, you're just in one of a gazillion people, and you're never going to really rise above. You just kind of blend in. Now, on social media, I don't know. Is that the same? Like, for example, am I better off doing one-minute video podcasts, or am I better off doing, say, an hour? where I'm not really going with the trend, but if I get any traction, I might get uh, a more devoted audience because I'm more unique. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, absolutely. So trends come and go. And if something is already a trend, that means you're moving with the masses when you get into it and you don't really get any first mover advantages and really find your unique tribe that identifies with you for what you do and what you stand for. And they don't really care about what everybody else is doing. You know, people are listening to three hour Joe Rogan experience podcast episodes still too. And long documentaries are still doing well. So it's a trend, but there's always exceptions to it. There's always people who don't like the trend or the type of content that you create is not really suitable for creating, you know, short form content like that, because you need to provide some context. You just need to create longer form content and maybe it's not for you, but it's also really simple to do both and a little bit of everything nowadays by just repurposing it. You can always take out like a little audio snippet or video snippet out of a longer episode and post it as a short and post it as a story, use it to teaser the, you know, full length content, uh, that goes for video and audio content, but that also goes for your blog post as well. I mean, you can take the core message and make a 280 character tweet out of it really, really short to just teaser your full length article or a blog post or a press release or whatever it may be. So repurposing is really where it's at. You want to work smarter, not harder, and you'll be amazed how many pieces of content you can get out of any given single thing that you've recorded or that you've created if you're just creative enough and um, you'll never run out of content and you'll al- always stay top of mind. So you're better off taking the time to make one good video, or one good article, or whatever it is, one good podcast, and yeah. then tear it apart, take pieces of it that are interesting and put it out there in different places rather than trying to create 20 different small pieces of content. Yes, exactly. You okay. want to use the synergies right there. Yes. That's great. And it's especially powerful if you're having guests and you're collaborating with people because then you can always tag them. They'll help you share it. They'll help you promote it with their audience. And you really, really increase your reach if you focus on collaborating with other people and create your content with them. Yeah. So if I was going to take this podcast, I could turn it into a video podcast, put it up on you. I guess YouTube would be the place to post it, right? And then I could take 45 seconds of it where you said something wonderfully profound and take that and put it in other places. I could take just your photo and underneath it, put your definition of what is digital marketing, at least the first two sentences of it, which were excellent, by the way. And that would people would read that and they go, wow, that's a great definition. She really knows what she's talking about. 
I'm going to talk, I'm going to get a hold of this person and see if they could, she could help me with my marketing, right? So you could do that to, to promote your business. I could do it because I become the hero because I discovered you and I'm showing you the world, you. And so they like me because, oh, look at that. Rob found a digital marketer who's really good. And so let's see what else he's got. Uh, and then I could take what you say and turn it into a blog post and post that on my website or on some other place where you put blogs. Uh, I get, I get it. That's uh, on the surface. It sounds like a lot of work and uh, a bit of quite a bit of skill involved to really do that and do it well. On the other hand, it still sounds a lot simpler and easier than creating all those little pieces one at a time. Right. Exactly. Yes. So if I were to, for example, take this podcast, this video podcast, and, and say, you know what, Monique, I'm sending it to you. Here it is. I edited it a little bit, cleaned it up. However, I get it to you. I'm not even sure. Maybe just post it on YouTube and do something with it. You could take it and take it apart and send me back 20 pieces of content that I can use. Is that accurate? Sure. Yes. Okay. So what would you do first? If I did uh, that, what would you, if I said, send me something, just send me, or as you do it, just send it to me. What would you do? What are the first few things you would do? Right. If it's a video, um, I'll take the video and then I just take the audio from it. So I turn the MP4 into an MP3 and then I just have the audio content. Then from the audio content, you can also create this little audiograms where you basically have a picture, but you see that moving sound wave at the bottom as a person speaks. Uh, you can use that as a video. You can use that as a GIF as well. So um, you have that option and then you can chop it up, make shorter videos, make shorter audio segments. Um, and then you can turn the full length version. You can take the transcript of that, turn it into an article, turn it into shorter things for your social media posts, all the way up to tweets. You can also post the article on LinkedIn. You can take quotes out of it and then post those quotes, design, uh, you know, nice looking graphics for the quote with like a, a picture of the person and things. You can do that on Canva. It's really simple. Uh, so you can do that. And then you distribute it across all of your channels, meaning like your website, all social media platforms that you're on and so on and so forth. You can create an email campaign, send out an email blast and in your latest newsletter, um, share it as well. And um, always tag the person so they share, share it as well. And they might repurpose it in a different way. And then you can use their repurposed <laughs> content from your original piece of content as well. Um, so yeah, it's like a, it's like a cycle that repeats and it reinforces itself and you just take advantage of both of your audiences in the best possible way and meet new people, connect with more people. Maybe, you know, you'll even get business from it. You never know. Uh, worst case scenario that could happen is you grow your online presence. You have one more mention of you out there online. You get a nope, backlink to a website, maybe even SEO. Yeah, right. Get the SEO benefits um, as well. And just grow your online presence and your brand. And you have one more possible touch point uh, where a person can find you. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to take in. Right. And all of that by just like investing an hour of your time once. That's and all you get it takes so much from it. You it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So let me ask you another way. Okay. 
let's suppose I send you this podcast and picking this as an example, we're done. Let's say it's, I don't know, maybe it'd be an hour long. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wanted to edit it down because most people don't want to watch or listen for an hour, maybe half an hour at the most. And then I want it repurposed. Uh, do you do that? Do you, do you, will you edit it and, uh, shrink it down to half an hour? Is that something that you do? Yes. Where you have people right. that do it, right? You do that. Yeah. Okay. And from a technical standpoint, I could send you, well, I could just post it on YouTube, I guess. Um, but I'm probably better off also sending you the audio files that I get from Zoom because Zoom downloads onto my computer, your track, my track, and then the MP4. And I'm sure the, all those two audio tracks are much better quality than you'll get on YouTube. Plus you could edit them independently, change the volume, change the equalization, whatever compression. Yes. So if I want a, a, a little higher quality product, I could send you that and you'll put that in the mix. Okay. So what would a project like that cost the average person to do? So I know people are asking, oh, that sounds great, but what's she going to charge? Is that, is that a hundred dollars or is that $10,000? You know, how much is it? What, do, what would you, what would you say? Oh, depending on the length of the content, it's two, three dollars per minute. Oh, okay. So you have yeah. actually a formula. So yes, is it right. two, three dollars per minute of the original or of the finished? Of the original. Yeah. Because original. you have to go through all of it. You have to watch all of it. You have to listen to all of it and really just keep the highlights and the key points and leave the boring parts out if there are any. Okay. Or maybe a person trips over their tongue or whatever. They, they're coughing, sneezing, something that they want to be edited out. So things like that, yes. All right. And then you I, can also add your intro music, your outro music, sure. um, add a little insert, uh, some self-promotion, whatever, <laughs> promote your lead magnet, add a call to action, things like that. So if it's uh, a 50-minute file, right, podcast, whatever, uh, that would cost me between 100 and $150 for you to take it and play with it, make it better, tear it apart, send me the little pieces. Right. All right. That's, that's pretty affordable. Now, if I wanted to save some money, I could take it. And before I send it, I can edit it. Like I could edit out. Oh, the first 10 minutes wasn't really worth broadcasting. I was just talking to Monique and it really wasn't part of the podcast. Not send that. And that saves me, well, $3 is not a lot, but nevertheless, you do enough of that. You could cut your costs down 20, 30%. On the other hand, if you just don't have the time or don't want to bother, I could just send you the thing. Hey, go just, just do it. You know, and I'm, then I'm done. I don't have to even think about it. Right. So it gives people flexibility on how to hire you. And do you care one way or the other, which way you get it? Would you prefer the slightly edited version or do you prefer just give me the whole thing and I'll figure it out? Oh, I have no preference. So okay. you can't, you can pre-edit it and do, do whatever you like. <laughs> All right. right. So, so now I've given you three podcasts and I've given you $400. Okay. Just to pick a number. And I have all this repurposed stuff and I don't have time to mess with it. I want, I want to just, I just want to do more podcasts and I want to do other things and I want to go get hired to speak in front of groups or whatever it is. So you have all my content now. I say, you know what, do something with it. What can you, you, you're going to, you know, post it. You'd have to post it on LinkedIn, post it on Facebook, post it wherever you think it should be posted and then repost it and whatever. So now that's a whole nother level of 
service. How yes. does that work and what does that cost? Yeah, so basically that's social media marketing. So there's different packages for that and different models. Um, you know, how many posts a month would you like? Um, would you also like to outsource the community management, meaning replying to your direct messages, replying to comments, uh, liking people's comments back and really engaging with them and basically doing everything? Or is it just posting the post and then that's it? So that really um, mm. depends also how heavily we're involved in creating the content, you know, the, the post, they just, they don't just need the media part. You just attach um, a media um, file to a post, but you need copywriting for the description. You want to use ha hashtags strategically. So that requires some research. You want to figure out when are the best times to post for a particular audience. So all that good stuff <laughs> too. So there's, there's more to uh, right. consider. Yeah, but it's it's flexible. So yeah. sounds like a full time job to me if you really want to do it right. And why oh yes, I, it is. Right? Am I better off hiring somebody to do that for me? Uh, you know, not a marketing person, but um, like a virtual assistant who's got some talent, um, rather than give it all to you. Or am I better off giving it all to you because maybe you'll see things they don't see, or or. I suppose if part of it's kind of mundane, like writing copy for something that's easy, you might form it out to your virtual assistant uh, and maybe charge a little less money to do that or not, where it helps your business, whatever. That's your, your business, how you do it. Uh, but it strikes me that I'm best off doing some kind of hybrid. In other words, hiring somebody part-time to do some of that and let you do the rest of it. Is that smart or is that really not a great idea? It really depends on what you like doing. You could even do part of it yourself and not outsource it at all. If you love doing it and that's your passion, uh, you, sh you should do it. That's why we're entrepreneurs. We love the freedom and we want to do what we want to do and outsource what we don't want to do or don't like to do. So it really, really depends on you. I think that a marketer can give you a better result because they see it with their marketing eyes, so to speak. So you'll always have, you know, optimized social media posts and we check the reporting. We know what the metrics mean and how to analyze um, your performance. We make sure there's always a call to action because if there's not, people won't take action from your posts <laughs> right. and, uh, and things like that. Um, we watch and listen more carefully we make sure that we use the same language that your audience uses and make sure we don't use your industry jargon and jobbledygook and, and your own posts like you would use yourself if you wrote it yourself. So we see everything through the eyes of your target customer and your audience because we're so um, basically yeah, trained to do that as marketers is what we do. <laughs> so that's what a, what a regular person wouldn't be able to do as well. At the end of the day, it really depends. Maybe you say, oh, social media is not a primary marketing channel for my business. My primary channel is my website and my email marketing. I just do social media because you can't really ignore it nowadays. And I want to do something. So, you know, I stay on people's radar and I stay friend of mine, but it doesn't have to be that top notch for my needs. So I'm cool with having, you know, an intern do it or doing it myself or just hiring a VA who's not a digital marketer by trade by trade. So it really, really uh, depends on your needs. I see. You and what say, you want you to know, get out Rob, of it. Rob, your audience, they're not going to, social media is not going to do anything for you. Why don't you just 
put up a billboard on, on, on the highway and do one of those every month and you might have, you'll have better results. Or you might say, well, you know, really you'll get your biggest bang for your buck if you just concentrate on your LinkedIn profile and your LinkedIn posts because you're going after business people and, and recruiters. So it really does depend. I see that. But that's the advantage of hiring you. You can make that judgment. I, mean, I Tell me if this makes sense. You could listen to, well, if I hire you to do this and you've done several of them, now you get to know my style. You get to know my audience. You get to see, we talk about goals, what I'm trying to attract. Then you may listen and you go, you know, Rob, this last one was really good, but you should really mention something, right? Some kind of call to action. And you could give me that advice. I can incorporate that into my next podcast, making it better. And then it snowballs until I get a really good marketable product. Accurate? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's another true. advantage of hiring you. You're like, you become almost like a coach. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's what so, it is. Yeah. We get to know your business and it gets better and better over time. And we always have conversions in mind, right? So, um, yes. because a, that's yeah, the goal. Yeah. You're not doing it just for fun. You want to generate leads. You want to get clients. You want some measurable outcome out of it. Um, so that's really important. And yeah, that's the whole point why you want to approach it with a marketing strategy and not just, you know, do, do anything. Yeah. Sometimes you're better off with a hundred people seeing something. If 10 of them buy it, then 10,000 people seeing it and only one of them oh, yeah. buys it. Right. Absolutely. So that's another value yes. judgment. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Now I want to hire somebody like you or you, I want, I need a marketing person. I realize the value of creating digital media, creating social media, the whole package, whatever you, I might just want to make a brochure, but whatever. Um, how do I pick and choose who to hire? You know, I could hire you, but are you my best choice? And if you, if you are, why, or do you evaluate what's the best fit? I mean, there are times when you would say, you know what, I'm not really the best person for you. You should talk to this person. How do you pick a good marketing agency to do what you want to do? So how do you pick and choose a good marketing company? Well, if you want to find out, tune in to part two of my interview with Monique Ademunia on the next podcast. See you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>